Greetings, friends. I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace. Um, I'm going to start... Well, I get the I, I get to start this out, um, really just set the tone and the stage for what's happening in the beginning of the sutta and teaching. Um, and I'm going to start just by reading a little excerpt of John's introduction that I really liked. Um, succinct. The Anapanasati Sutta is a discourse from the Buddha on the proper use of mindfulness during jhana meditation. The underlying and supportive theme for this sutta is a group of senior monks well-established in the heartwood of the Dhamma, which is the Eightfold Path, and their ability to teach a useful and effective Dhamma. The Anapanasati Sutta is the Buddha's instruction for integrating refined mindfulness of the foundational Dhamma teachings supported by the concentration developed during jhana meditation. And I'm sorry, I'm skipping over some of my commentary here. The purpose of meditation is described in two suttas as, and in these two suttas, um, it stresses the importance of increasing concentration, samadhi, by calming the mind, which is shamatha, through mindfulness of the breath to support insight, Vipassana, into the three marks of existence and full comprehension of the four noble truths. So the importance of practice is to increase concentration. The Buddhist words. I have heard that on one occasion, the Buddha was staying at Savati in the Eastern Monastery. This was during the Upasata day of the full moon. Many of the elder disciples were with him, Venerable Sariputta, Venerable Mahamogalana, Venerable Mahakasapa, Venerable Mahakakana, Venerable Mahakotita, Venerable Mahakapina, Venerable Mahakunda, Venerable Ravata, Venerable Ananda, and others. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> During this time, the elder monks were teaching the Dhamma. They were each teaching novice monks with groups ranging in size from 10 to as large as 40. The new monks were learning quickly and correctly. The Buddha arrived and was seated in the open air surrounded by the community of monks. Surveying the silent community, he addressed them. Monks, I am pleased with what's taking place here and the dedication to develop the Dhamma and the realization of Nibbana. As such, I will remain here at Savati for another month through the fourth months, month of the rains. The monks in the surrounding countryside heard this and left for Savati to join the Buddha and the Sangha. A short time later, the Buddha addressed the large but quiet community. 
Monks, this community of monks is free from idle chatter and is established on pure heartwood. So when you're in the presence, as you know, because you are in the presence of calm minds, you know, because they have a calm countenance. They speak calmly, they behave calmly, and calm begets calm. If I'm calm, you are more likely to be calm. And that is why we come together to practice for calm. This community of monks and the community of monks that the Buddha is addressing in this sutta are doing the same thing. And the Buddha is so impressed with the calmness of these individuals in this community that he decides to remain there even longer just so that he can continue to be in their presence. He recognizes the value of calm individuals and wants to be in their presence. He says here that this community is established in pure heartwood. Heartwood is the eightfold path or the natural outgrowth of a mind or a group of minds that has integrated the eightfold path. The Buddhist words. This community is worthy of gifts and worthy of hospitality. This community is worthy of offerings and worthy of respect. This community will bring much good for the world. Due to their establishment in the heartwood, when a small gift is given to this community, it becomes great and a great gift even greater. This community of monks is rare to see in the world. This community of monks is such that it would be worth traveling for leagues, taking long provisions in order to learn from. I know you didn't take long provisions, Brian, but you did come. <laughs> so once again, when you have a community of individuals um, or a sangha that is established in pure heartwood that has integrated the Eightfold Path, that's practicing for calm, it's rare and it's valuable. In this community of monks, there are monks who are arahants. Arahants are awakened human beings who have fully developed the Eightfold Path and whose mental effluence are ended. These arahants have completed the task and have laid down the burden. They've laid down the burden. They've laid down the burden. What's the burden? I'm making. I'm making. Clinging and craving. Smoking. Yeah. And just to hear it said like that, lay down the burden. It's like such a gentle letting go. It's calming, gentle. And that letting go will release us. But in order to let go, we have to develop concentration so that we can even know what we're holding on to in the first place. So that is what we develop when we integrate the eightfold path. I have the ninefold path on here. 
<laughs> right? We practice jhana. We establish concentration. Then the concentration helps us avoid the kinds of thinking that will cause stress. And this perpetuates calm. Which makes us more likely to practice jhana. Which makes us more likely to avoid thinking that's going to cause stress. Which deepens calm. They have attained the true goal and abandoned the fetter of becoming further ignorant. They are released through right understanding, such as this community of monks. In this community of monks, there are monks who, abandoning the five lower fetters, are totally unbound, their minds continually resting in equanimity. Such are the monks in this community of monks. So that's where I'm going to stop. And Matt's going to take over tomorrow about the, and talk about the five lower fetters. But I wanted to say that, um, and many of you have heard me say this before, um, but in the, in the rest of this sutta, there's a lot, there's a, some terminology and vernacular that's really, really helpful to understand and to integrate. Um, if there is stuff that you hear this weekend that isn't making sense, um, isn't clear, um, feel free to talk to any one of us and, and try to get that cleared up for yourself. But also, um, don't feel like you have to jam it all in there and, and make it make sense. Don't be in a hurry. Be patient with yourself. Even if you're only getting a little tiny nugget, let that be enough to continue to practice for calm, Allow there to be space that develops in your mind. And then when that happens, this stuff will just start to make sense. You'll just have the room to understand it. So it will come. And that's it. Yeah. Short. Anybody want to go first? Anybody have anything they want to say or they feel? Okay, hold on. Let me turn the camera around. David's going to go first. Cool. This sutta taught me how to be a sangha member. And early on, because I knew nothing, I loved the list. Mm. Or this five of that, eight of that. I could do something with that. Mm -hmm. And I loved the community and what it meant to be a calm person and to be a person that sometimes is silent. Mm. And then you realize throughout this sutta, it's teaching you to put down that intellectual approach and then 
It's about your experience. Mm. So the importance of this sutta has always stayed with me because I I think of that group of these different level of monks from the very entry level to the you know the, the most just senior but it's the same message it's, it's not any advanced teachings it's just the simple understanding of stress so thank you i look forward to the rest of the weekend mm, me too yeah the, um, <clears throat> As I said, I'll go and just repeat what you and David just said. Mm -hmm. uh, this sutta is just what it says it is. It's an example of how to do this. And there's nothing outside of this sutta that the Buddha taught in any different way or that we teach. And so, for instance, mm -hmm. I've restored about 350 suttas, but and I, there's probably um, another thousand or so. That I'll never get to unless I loop. But in those 350 suttas, there's even some repetition between the suttas. And so the rest of what's out there that the Buddha taught is, is repetitive of what we already have. So out of those 350 suttas, every one of them points back to this one sutta. Mm. Um, the fall retreat, we would be doing a Satipatthana sutta, and that's the basic foundation that we establish in our job practice so that we can do just this and again there's no more than this and i'm not trying to make it sound like it's too simple but all that this is pointing out is the great opportunity that's still present in the world today and i think i know you hear me say it like to me that's the most remarkable thing that i could imagine mm -hmm. um and I, I couldn't imagine my life without having without having come across what the buddha actually taught and then to have a sangha to practice, you know, for quite a few years, I was practicing on my own. I was pretty happy with it. But then Tamara next door asked me to start teaching meditation uh, to raise some money for charity. And that's what started this, you know. And, and uh, I remember the second class, because my first class, I was I was very zen-like. I remember I bought a green apple. I was trying to say something. I remember. You remember? I didn't know that's why I teach about this. Oh. <laughs> and then, absolutely no sense. <laughs> but, I, but I realized very quickly if I was going to teach something, I was expecting people to give me some of their time, that I had to be, I had to teach something I actually knew and that I practiced. And that's when I started teaching the Dhamma. And I learned much more about the Dhamma teaching it than I ever thought I knew. Mm. And again, the, the great opportunity that, you know, the, the Buddha kind of out here 2,600 years ago. And we all reeled it in here. And we've established this Anapanasati yeah. Sutta right here in mm -hmm. the British town. Mm -hmm. And this is what we practice and nothing more. And again, we offer this great opportunity twice a week. Um, we take of it what we can. As you said, we digest it as in our own way. But it all leads to the same thing. Mm -hmm. We train only for calm. Mm -hmm. How about you, Matt? We'll just go around this way. Hi, everybody. Um, good to be here again for uh, another spring retreat. Um, I like when Brian comes and visits and stays for a few days. No, it's always fun. 
Um, yeah, something that you just said there too, John, that we teach the Buddha Dhamma as an opportunity for awakening. And we practice for calm. So there's two things going on there. There's the teaching of the Dhamma, the study, the engagement with the words and with, with the ideas and with, um, in some cases, stories and, and concepts. And then there's the, the practice, practice that is about developing concentration. And through developing concentration, we develop a common peaceful life. And that's, that's what we can, we might not remember all of the words all the time. We might not be able to go out into the world somewhere and give an impromptu sutta recitation, but we can mindfully be mindfully present with life as it occurs and that's what we train here thank you jane hey can you guys hear us online how's the sound good okay good thank you for the teaching mm -hmm. um i just go with the calm i mean i don't know where, where else i could be sitting in a room full of <laughs> but the great thing is that I can take this calm with me. Yeah. And I have noticed a difference when I'm off the cushion in my dealings with my students and, and other people that I am calm and in, in turn they're calmer. So yeah. it, it, it definitely makes a difference. Thank you, Jane. Mora? Hi. No pressure. I should have said that. I meant to say that. Nobody feel. Nobody have any. Nobody has to talk. See everybody and here. talking and listening to them. You know, I just have like a very practical example. It was driving down. It's actually it's pretty like slick out there. Um, it's a little nerve-wracking. Actually, we're tired, but um, that's neither here nor there. But I had a conversation um, right before I left. It was just an unsettling conversation, and I started to drive, and I had I had that these thought of. You know, my my head <laughs> about how I, I really wasn't to blame in this situation and you know, my my attentions are all you know just a misinterpretation of something that was going on. Um and uh but you know so I was aware that that process was going on over one thought leaving another thought, you know. Mm -hmm. It just concentrate on driving, relax and pay, you know, let the road and the rain um, take you there. 
Um, but I got here and I was listening to the it's very simple instructions, always the same. Mm -hmm. And um, I had this. Um, so right from the beginning, I mean, because when I sat back down on the cushion, I, I had that thought, like, I'm going to replay this story, you know, and I don't want that to happen, right? Um, but <laughs> I had, a, 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 so I'll just say, I was, like, preparing a text, and I said, don't send that text, right? You know, because that does not going to, even though there was nothing inflammatory in it, it's just, like, nothing needed. and. And I just left it be. But I'm sitting here and um, the instruction of watching impermanence, you know, and, um, you know, the breath and thoughts arising and passing and feelings, um, so sadness, heaviness, thoughts, and just focusing on that impermanent nature, that gap. It's just like this big, feeling of, because I'm of not self, There's nothing is, you know, mm. not what was said to me, to anybody, <laughs> there is, it's so impersonal, mm -hmm. and it's took up from a place of confusion and delusion, and anything that I would have said at that point was coming from confusion and delusion, yeah. and I, so I just had a just just this cool feeling, right? The Dharma is always cooling, of like love and compassion and just ease, mm. you know. So you know, in all this discussion of, you know, we uh, it was a perfect example to me just then of the Dharma applied. You know, in and establishing no agitation. Mm -hmm. There were no thoughts of harming mm -hmm. anyone. There was no, um, it was free of ill will. It was free of the blemishes. And um, it was just, at, and the door of impermanence and not self and seeing Dukkha is extremely concentrating. The mind mm -hmm. unifies. And um, it's just like, it's so easy. <laughs> Even in the face of, you know, relatively less process. Right. Mm -hmm. The Dharma is always good. So, in the middle of that. <clears throat> so um, anyway, it was just a very pertinent um, example tonight. So thank you. And I'm really glad to be here. You know, just all the reminders of, I was thinking, um, last thing, is that, I wish all, I don't know, there was just this rule of, of right speech that just pervaded everywhere, you know. Oh, that's why you have to vote for me for everywhere. I'll straighten the way. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, just being, at, because, and why I say that is just because being those monks in that group, when there is an agreement on something yeah. and there's a, a mindfulness is, is is at the forefront to hold that agreement in mind it's just a precious mm. thank you for saying that yeah well said laura
Bye. Yeah, I was thinking about what you were talking about and then what Maura was saying about impermanence. And, you know, earlier today was in this, uh, up on this mountain and watching this stream and like how impermanent everything is in nature. Mm. Like this stream powerfully going down this rock bed. And would you say that? A key part really of establishing the heartwood, the eightfold path, like David was saying, it's not just this list to you know intellectually mm. comprehend, but a key part of it is like truly understanding impermanence, like in everything. If you don't understand that in nature or in yourself or day-to-day conversations or people, I mean, you can't establish that heartwood, right? Mm. All conditioned things arise and pass away on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. So that's like a great example of of just like a little nugget of something that you is giving you insight and permanence, just impermanence. Yeah. And look at all of the insight you gain out of just that one small little concept yeah Kandana understood with his very first teaching Mary you want to say something um I was thinking how um not only in your talk but here and again um just the importance of being able to uh, recognize your breath as the basis for um, things rising and falling away. And that just on a very practical level, learning how to recognize in your body through your breathing or your sensations when you are, you know, experiencing the aggregates or um, in some form of agitation and the repetition of come back to your breath Mm. to interrupt because then it interrupts the thought process and it leaves room for um, clear thinking and and insight, Mm -hmm. like what Laura just said. And that insight, I don't know that it can come another way, Mm -hmm. right? Everything has to calm down the noise has to be interrupted in order to hear the insight and the insight is coming from you you know it's mm-hmm. it's coming from the best of you and it's recognizing that those things you're clinging on to are not you right and they're not the best of you either, mm-hmm. you know um so that's one of the things i got from yeah right and because you've integrated the eightfold path that is that's with you and available so it's created the framework for how to get back to clear thinking yeah cool i'm not i don't, I don't need to say nothing mm-hmm. brian i don't even have to move the, the camera it's already on you <laughs> Well, I was just gonna say thank you. Uh, and I'm probably gonna speak way too much tomorrow night. 
No. I hope it's not required. Okay. But cool. um, it, it does, there's a, a noticeable difference being here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then zooming in? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know it's back there. There's nothing like being in this room. But yeah. yeah. Zooming isn't too bad. No, yeah, yeah. We went to Fanless. It's better than nothing. It's better than having to fly here every Tuesday and Saturday. If you were serious about this, come on now. Can we get Mom in? There's Rom. There's Mom. Well, just, I, I, I just love the Suda. If somebody, if somebody told me the story of this Suda and then said to me, what's the name of the Suda? I wouldn't be able to tell you. But I know I remember the stories. Always remember the stories. So when I started reading this, I was like, oh, it's this one. <laughs> and um, I just think, reading it this time, that I felt so incredibly special to be part of this sangha yeah me too and to it was to to read about the monks and that how they're at every different level and how appreciative and wonderful the buddha was when he learned what they had achieved and that 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 just made me feel even more special to be part of this and I just um, just want to thank you all and say that um, it's great and it's been going on for a long time now. What what John? Mm -hmm. Seven or eight years? Fifteen? Uh, well, mm -hmm. Actually, probably twelve years. Ten really? years from that. A couple years before that. But when mm -hmm. was part of that? So thank you all. My my practice has been going a little better, and I'm really. Um, Beginning, I'm really learning about how important it is to meditate consistently every day. It only took a couple of good days or a few days of good meditating to get back to where where what Mary was talking about, that you immediately recognize when your mind is, is making you feel or making you when you are in um in dukkha and when you are your thinking is diluted and as soon as you recognize it, if you have that concentration you can come back and it it it, it works <laughs> it just brings you back and you realize what you're doing to yourself and you change your mind you mm -hmm. just change your mind it's wonderful thank you mom so thank you thank you jeff mm -hmm. ram <sighs> oh, it's so good to be <clears throat> here Digesting, as you said, this this sutta one more time. Um, <clears throat> I've just come from a, a week, and actually, even prior part of the day, it was just 
complete insanity. <laughs> Sal, could you just speak up just a little bit? Oh, yeah. Here, I'm going to move the microphone over here. Uh, you know, I've been battling the state in New Jersey for the last couple of weeks. And, mm. um, and I realized at some point that a lot of my my resistance was just a whole bunch of ill will. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I just let that part go, I could actually effectively mm -hmm. do something. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't all crazy. Mm -hmm. you know, um, and that was a minor part of what was going on. Um, <clears throat> my wife's on a, on a cruise. She just got her credit card hacked in a foodie battle way. You know, and, and you know, um, but again, it was, okay, something's happening. Um, I don't need to be crazy about it. You know? Plus, I'm, I'm calm enough that I can call, walk her off the ledge. Um, and, you know, in all of that, I'm realizing that, it, you know, the Dharma has given me this. Yeah. The ability to cruise through these very challenging things and not contribute to mm. more insanity. Uh, that's a big thing. It's not easy. It's not pleasurable. It's just no. not as miserable as you could, could be making it. Yeah, it's far from miserable. Right. It's just, okay, this is happening. Right. What are we doing about it? Yeah. You know, it, can we do anything about it? Okay, we can't do anything about it. <laughs> then we can go sit <laughs> somewhere. Um, but yeah, this this sort is, is just a, a great entrance to, you know, life like in the dog. Yeah. Um, it gives you all the basics, uh, tells you how to meditate, it tells you what you're going to find you know, on the way, you know, how it's going to develop, you know, what kind of resistance you're going to find on the way. And uh, it's all applicable instantly. Mm -hmm. So thank you for starting it up. Dhamma teacher Ram, may I add one thing to what you said? Yeah. Because you said that the Dhamma is what gave you this, and that's true, but there's another part there that you taking making the most of the opportunity that's present here now. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. I have to with you. It's that opportunity yeah. that gets you over the over the humps. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you have to come in with the intention and the attention mm -hmm. and um but you know it's it starts out being a little rough, you know, in the very beginning, but it turns into something that's self-powering very quickly. Yeah, and you then you realize that the, the, the things that you're seeing as rough is really just your eye making in that moment. Right. Because you're yeah. seeing something and really wanting, and I think this is the reason why the Buddha said this is for those who just speck of dust in their eyes, mm -hmm. because it's it's a, a knee-jerk human reaction to just say no. This is too, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever your resistance to changing your own mind manifests in these, I think I used the word with David, the concretized, the concrete type of mind just stuck. And you have to blame something. But really what you should be doing is recognizing 
this is not me, this is not mine, this is not what I am. Like we teach it, but you know, we have to keep availing ourselves of the opportunity that's present when we get through those things. And the opportunity is here. Yeah. And that's also why the saga setting is so crucial in that because for Rob to do that by himself would avail him to start spinning without any correction. So hearing something from Jane is that nugget that he can take away and say, oh, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's a, a place where we can listen. And it's a place where we can like, learn from each other. And that's why, you know, the Buddha said the song is the most important mm -hmm. aspect of the Dharma. So, absolutely. And that points to the importance of, of mm -hmm. what we do here, which is always maintain that opportunity through a well informed and well focused song. You know, we don't stray from it, we don't think about other things, we don't talk politics, we don't talk stargazing or anything like that. Even stargazing is kind of fun. <laughs> this, this is what we teach. And it works. Deborah and Jeff, who are you guys tonight? We are well, thank you, Jim. Good. Uh, thank you for the teaching. I, I, uh, I really needed to re be reminded here on late Friday to lay down my burdens. <laughs> I had... Uh, like Rom, I had a week, and uh, I mean, that's almost my job description is striving for improving and identifying with impermanent things. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate the the uh, the uh, reinforcement of other calm minds in the room. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Deborah might have a similar experience. It was a full moon last week or this week. So, oh, interesting. Hello, uh, you all have not really officially met me visually. Hey, nice to see your face. I didn't know if I was the first one if I hadn't just hadn't been here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, I recognize all your voices. I've been on the couch for a number of weeks, and uh, it's good to see your voice faces and put them to voices. I can almost do voice first and say, oh, that's so-and-so, or that's so-and-so. <laughs> so, Jen, thank you for the lesson. I believe this evening that um, a burden has been laid down. And I appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Oh, Lucius. Hey. Hey. Hello. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm really grateful that my first uh, retreat was in person because like I, you know, like it's a, it's a homecoming. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I most definitely have done lots of things not only work but you know some meditation and, and other things on on zoom and i have absolutely hated it 
but I am really enjoying uh, having some time on Zoom with this group. Um, yeah, I <clears throat> at first I I was kind of like that's short <laughs> the <laughs> the the reading, but then I you know I kind of reflected on it, and I don't think there there could have been a better reading to kick off a retreat because. I mean, it, it's establishing exactly what we're doing here. We're having some teachers, some students, the Sangha, and, and I think, you know, kind of the presence of the Buddha through the teachings, um, you know, and, um, and yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what we're doing here. And hopefully the, uh, the presence of Buddha will, will linger a little bit longer because of the teachings that we're, we're receiving and, yeah, I'm, I'm really like, once again, I'm really grateful to uh, see some faces and hear some voices and, uh, and be here for some teachings. Cool. It's We're good to have to you. Happy you're here. Dr. Kevin. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Thank you for this teaching. Um, the, the, the sutta is such an important sutta. It's just so complete. And uh, it's it's great to review it again. Um, it really is um, like the Buddha's um, truth of happiness course, all laid out in one. And then it's great to look at it as we've been going through the truth of happiness course. Um, it just it goes step by step to tell us how it works and what the truth really is. Um, and I really appreciate all the comments from all the other Sangha members. It's just, it's so enriching, really. It's, it makes it deep for me. So thank you very much. And unfortunately, I won't be participating tomorrow, but I'll be back Sunday. I had, I screwed up the dates and have a thing to do tomorrow. <laughs> well, we're happy you're here now. Yeah. Yeah. Teacher Kevin. And thank you very much for the teaching. Um, I liked what Matt said and, and what others had said about how this establishes what a proper concentration practice is. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other practices and things we can do and focus our attention on, but this lays it out pretty clearly that, you know, we're here to con develop concentration, calm our minds and become aware of the three marks of existence. And, and Matt did a good job on kind of explaining how that sort of is utilized or embodied in the world. And, and we kind of will get to it in the next teachings. I won't give it away, but when we're out in the world, we rely on four foundations of mindfulness. And when we're finding our breath, that's when we know we're well concentrated, right? We're, we're, we're restrained in our speech, we're restrained in our thoughts, we're restrained in most everything because we can't do anything but breathe. So. It's a really nice way to, to build into the weekend, to, to build into four foundations of mindfulness, build into the actual practice. And I think it's useful for me personally to sort of go under the hood and tune up the practice again. So very timely. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Well said. All right. Um, should we should we do the Academy of Medicine retreat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. I, can I say one more thing? No. <laughs> of course you can. No, just a reminder that the um the, 
guidance that Jen gave during our meditation is on our website. There's five to 45 minute recordings of that verbiage. And that verbiage um, relates directly to the Buddhist teachings on the four foundations of mindfulness. So I encourage all of you to listen to the, um, the guided meditations from our website as your practice. And if you don't really feel like doing it all the time, at least return back to them once or twice a week. Again, just to reinforce that four foundations of mindfulness because that's jhana meditation. And then we suggest that you meditate twice a day if you can. That just that's the optimal practice. But if you can only do one session a day, that's you know that's up to you too. Um, anything will help as long as it's part of this pure practice. And one more thing. <laughs> See you all tomorrow. <laughs> all right, Karni and Metasutta. Find your relaxed meditation posture. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let them be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature, let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. May all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short, or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings. Radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards un and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure hearted one, Having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Thank you. Um, so are we doing Qigong at nine tomorrow? Qigong at 9.15. And are we going to do that on Zoom? Can we do it on the rain will be inside. Well, if we're inside, yeah. We can probably Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, then I guess we're going to do Qigong at 9.15 and then 9.45, 10 o'clock is the first session. Yeah, just to remind everybody, the schedule is on the website. Yes, schedule is on the website. We'll be opening the Zoom room about 15 minutes before the start of the class. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma. If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace.